What is up, y'all? Welcome to the 5Q5K. I'm your host, Josh Williams. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe and welcoming environment for you to learn and begin to embrace what I've come to know as an actively improving lifestyle. We hope you're able to get out there and get active while you join in on our conversation. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what's up, y'all? We're back here today with a good personal friend of mine, Rowan Conda. Um, how you doing today, Rowan? Doing okay, dude. It's good good to be here with you, man. So we'll we'll get it right into it, man. Give give the people a little bit of your background, kind of your background in athletics, and kind of just kick us off. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought me on here because running has been a passion of mine for a good while now since pretty much high school. Um, start off with Coach Lombard, oh, our okay. coach from high school. Um, no, but my sister Lily, my older sister, she got me involved with cross country and running in general. And mainly to start things off, it was more of like a, a weight management type thing. And so, um, the struggle to be flexing, flexing on the folks, right? yeah, the <laughs> running upper body. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, no, yeah, she got me definitely involved with running just to help me like manage my weight and kind of just started from there. Um, and I did, I did lose weight pretty rapidly because of running naturally, just some good cardio. But um, yeah, from then it just actually became a passion. Made some friends through running, and then um, started off in college. Started you know doing the running club, and uh, which we talked about is yeah. I mean, we're 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 both wearing your shirt today, I know, like, the, the shirt that you club. made. So I mean, yeah, yeah, gotta rep the club. Yeah, and so. That passion, yeah, I wanted to at least keep it going in college and wanted to meet other like-minded people who like to run. So I tried to like find a community to build myself around to just to keep running and keep practicing. And so, yeah, started for the Baylor Running Club. I don't think it, no, I don't think it's even still up and going anymore. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's done now. Right? I'm not sure, man. Like, yeah. I know, I know I, I wished, <laughs> like, I wish I would have been a runner and like into running when we, cause we, we overlapped for, I guess, two years yeah. at Baylor. And yeah. I, I wish I would have been involved yeah. when, like when y'all were doing it. Cause I think, I think when I, when I was there, I, I think it was kind of going on, but yeah, I just, I didn't really know the people. And like, I, I at that point probably wasn't in the self-confidence mode to go yeah. and like run with a ton of strangers. I didn't know, but, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I wish I wish I would have been there. But hey, I'm, I'm making up for lost time. I mean, I'm rocking the rocking ripping the gear. The, we're gonna be merch. running today. There we go, man. <laughs> but no, that was the thing. I was like, if we had more people that had the energy and enthusiasm like you, like you're the type of person who's open minded and wants to keep learning about how to keep improving your running ability. And if we had people like even myself, if I was more like that too uh, with the running club, I'm sure it would have still been going on right now. But at the time, you know, it's a lot of a lot of growth mentality in college, trying to figure out who we are. And a lot of people, you know, did do those. And that's something that I guess we're going to be talking about a little bit later on, which is like, how do you become confident as a runner? How do you stay, you know, proud of yourself and not compare yourself to other really strong runners and just, you know, understand that you got to keep building to get to that point without falling apart and getting discouraged. Um, so that was like, that was also part of the reason why I wanted to have a community of running of runners in college is that, I'm not a strong runner, never really have been that strong runner, but I liked to do it. And I liked to be around people that were motivating and wanted to keep me going. And for me, I'm not very self-motivated. I need to have that community. And so I just worked out at Baylor having that running club. But yeah, that's kind of a, a bit of how I got into running. And uh, right now, not running as much anymore. I've taken up biking, which you've seen on Strava. Yeah, uh, dude, he's, he's going. 
you, your your seat is becoming a part of you. You've been going on some yeah. long rides, man. Yeah, my <laughs> thighs are starting to form into a bike seat. You know, it's starting to really. There yeah, you it's, go, it's, man. it's good. Yeah, it's it's been a lot more fun. There we go. So so you you mentioned kind of like how you got into running. Like I guess goal wise, did you have did you have an initial goal or was it mainly the the weight management? Mainly just kind of having something to do in high school and that just kind of snowballed from there. Or was it was there an initial goal you had? No goal. And that's, um, that's actually something I want to talk to you about too, is when you set goals for yourself, how do you go about doing it? Cause that's a big learning area for me is how to set and achieve goals. Cause even at the time when I started running, it was, I just want to lose weight. I want to see pounds fall off the scale. And so that was my big and most primary concern. And then when I did get to that point where I felt comfortable with my weight, which, you know, psychological kind of messed up. I never actually felt like I did get to a good weight. I got to the skinniest I've ever been. And was still running and it started affecting my performance with runs because I didn't have the muscular musculature. I started, I lost all my fat, but didn't replenish it, did very little recovery. So the way I was running and the way I was setting goals when I was younger was just dangerous and it ended up causing a lot of problems later on, just with joint pain and stuff like that. And so um it's more of a yeah, I guess in that sense it's more of a cautionary tale that if you're not setting goals properly. So I'm glad you asked that if you're not setting goals properly, to say like at what point do you feel like you've achieved something? There's no reward system. You're just punishing yourself for having done bad. Like I had a bad meal, punish yourself, <laughs> run 20 miles the next day, you know, <laughs> blast your knees to high heaven, you know, just kind of mess yourself up. There was no reward system for running like that. It was just, the reward was the scale. And so okay. there was, if you had, if I had a goal, then yeah, it, it would have been a lot more healthier. But now, like when I'm biking, when I'm running, I've gotten better at keeping the goal in mind that, you know, I'm doing this only in a healthy way and I'm going to get to a certain milestone. And then that's the reward in itself is reaching that milestone. Yeah. Going off of like goals, dude, like people always ask me, like, they're like, man, like you really like have like set out and done these like great things. And like in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, like, yeah, but like for me, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think of my goals as like linear, like something that it's like, okay, like I had this one goal and every day I thought about that goal. Yeah. until I got that goal. Like, of course, there's a little bit of that in there, but like, I think if you're just hyper fixated on that one goal, like it kind of, one, it like, it eliminates like the joy of the journey yeah. of the like, I mean, obviously there'll be days that I'm like, man, I'm not really feeling getting up at six to yeah. like go on a long run. Trying to find the joy and the enjoyment in like that little bit of the journey, like makes the, it makes the journey a lot more like enjoy, like enjoyable. I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah. kind of saying I'm going in a circle there, but it kind of like yeah. the way it, the way I set goals, I don't always look at the finality of the goal. One of, one of the big things I look at is like weekly mileage. And I'm just like, okay, I kind of have like a goal yeah. of where I'm trying to go for the week, even drill that down. Like I'll go for the day. But I mean, like, I think the thing that I've learned about myself too is like, just because you set a goal, like short term wise, yeah. you're not you're not married to that goal. Like it's not like something that it's like, yeah, I set to go out on like a five mile run, but like I don't know, my foot's hurting like yeah. pretty badly, or like I have I'm having weird stuff with my IT band. Like it's not going to be like I'm I'm just going to beat down on myself for not getting that goal. Right. And I, I think that I guess like healthy goal management yeah. has been important for me because. I did have goals like from the jump of like, okay, at some point, like I want to run a marathon at some point I want yeah. to compete in the Boston marathon. And like, now that I've done that, it's kind of weird because goal wise for me, I'm yeah. like, you hit that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like I was sitting here this April and I was just like, I, I reached this sooner than I thought I would. Yeah. 
And I think part of getting to that goal like soon and getting that goal at all was just finding joy in the process and finding joy in the journey. Cause like, if I, you, you are what you repeatedly do. Like right. I, know, I know that's a, that's a quote, but I'm going to butcher whoever's it was, but whoever's <laughs> it was, it was their quote. Um, what you repeatedly do is end up being what you are. So if you try to go out and just have that mindset that, Hey, like I have a goal for today. If I don't reach it, I'll it, figure that out. But, and I like what you're saying too, that it's like forming that habit. I think works in conjunction with having the goal set in mind. So even though you've completed that one major goal, which is running the Boston Marathon, you still have that underlying habit that keeps you going. And then maybe, you know, at some point you're going to have your other goals set up to be, you know, maybe doing the six majors or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you have that underlying habit, which keeps propelling you forward. And so I think that was like something that I struggled for a while to learn is that building that habit to like stay routined with working out and like, making it a habit for myself that, yeah, maybe I won't get up you know, this morning. I'm not going to punch myself, but I know I'm not going to fall off the track because I have this habit and I trust myself to get back on the horse and keep going the next day. Cause I think that's where a lot of people fall off on is like when you start running, it's like, if you take one day off, that's it, you know, then you are just done and you don't come back to it and you just fall off the habit. But I think developing that work ethic and that habit early on, I think is like very critical because that's something I, I didn't really have. And then by the time like I lost my weight and, you know, you know, I finished, I hit my goal. I think that goal that year was maybe like getting through cross country season. Maybe, I don't, I don't know what my, you know, 14 year old self was thinking at the time, but, <laughs> um, but I had some goal and then when I hit it, I didn't really have the healthy habit put in place. And so just stopped, you know, just would completely stop for a couple of months and then eat, a, you know, keep my same diet, gain a bunch <laughs> of weight and then start yo-yoing back and forth up and down with weights. So I'd go from like, 210 down to like 150 and then that was in season and then off season go back up to like 205 210 again so it was just that's a big variation yeah <laughs> really unhealthy fluctuations and so um i think i think having the habit there as like the underlying like grounding framework for yourself is like one of the more critical things and the goals will automatically start to fall it's how i see it and when i see you it's like you did a good job building that foundation that habit to like when get out and run if i miss a day it's not like the whole world has ended I'm going to come back to it. And I trust myself. I'm going to come back to it to keep the habit going. And so that's something that I see in you. I'm just like, yeah, dude, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> develop that work ethic, man. I gotta, I gotta, so it's impressive. That's, that's what I like is like, you know, we talked about it earlier is surrounding yourself with people that, you know, can help you improve. And that's one thing that like I've seen you is like really like, that's some star quality right there to have the work ethic and just be able to act on it and then let the goals come to you because you have that foundation built, you know? Hey, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Now, yeah, I, I haven't, awesome. I've not always been like that. Like I know, I know yeah. back in high school, like we probably didn't, didn't see eye to eye. Like I know it different, like, like you could, oh, yeah. you could tell about that. I know. Like, yeah, it was, it was just funny. I remember, um, I think it was, I think it was my senior year is when you and Evan came, just came to, came into freshman year of high school. Right? Evan, Evan is Rowan's brother. Oh yeah. Who's yeah. Yeah. It was my, my age, but yeah. Yeah. So Evan and Josh, they started freshman year of high school when I was in my senior year. I just remember seeing Josh and it was Evan's friend. You and Evan were friends at the, at the time. And so, you know, by association, I also got to meet you some. And I just remember like the first few times I met Josh, just hate. And I think I told you I didn't like you. I think, <laughs> I, I think Evan told me and like I was I know definitely like I was big on the like I want everybody to like me like yeah. I mean I, I think everybody to agree wants people to like them and yeah. I was sitting there I was like man why doesn't he like me <laughs> like I'm I must not be being like 
like funny enough for him. Like I got, yeah. I got to turn it up to eleven, which like definitely yeah. like probably made you like me less. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and we were talking about it earlier too. It's like for me, I saw it all. I was like, yeah, don't like, don't like that, don't like the behavior <laughs> at all. Um, so it's funny, like even when and we didn't, I didn't tell you about this, but when we all went to college, it's kind of iffy on whether whether I wanted to like meet up with you and stuff because I was like, <laughs> I just had that first impression from high school. I just did. I was the Garbo first impression. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> But then, like, naturally... It's a killer. It's a killer, man. Yeah. And then, naturally, too, it's like, you found yourself. And, like, I, I grew a lot, too, in, in college. And so, it's like, timing-wise, it worked out that it's like, I got to, like, you know, talk to Josh a decent amount. And then, you know, ended up being a pretty cool guy. And so... And then Evan, it was like, there's got to be a reason why Evan's still hanging out with this guy. You know? Like, I love yeah. Evan to death. <laughs> so, like, there's got to be a reason why, why Evan is still spending his time with this guy. And so... Yeah, I, I, def- I definitely got some, some character development, man. And I think, like... Yeah along alongside that character development probably the motivation came as well nice um yeah i don't know like i mean i i can think back to like before i started running before i like would really work out at all i was like so afraid to like just so afraid to fail and so afraid that like okay like i can't try this because what if i fail yeah and i think a lot of people don't want to work out and don't want to run and don't want to like try because it's like this could end in failure and, and you got to kind of weigh that risk. And like, I I think the thing that I learned, like, like I always saw y'all like, as like, these guys are some Clydesdales. Like these guys are (laughs) tanks. They're able to handle anything. Like, and I, I'm sure I've, I don't think I've told you that I probably never even told Evan that, but Mm -hmm. like when I would see y'all like go for runs and work out, I'm like, I could never Yeah. like that. Like literally just isn't even possible for me. Yeah. So like, I don't know how to bridge this gap. And like, I know, like, I think Evan and like another friend of ours, Seth, like they like would invite me like, Hey, like you should come and like try cross country. And I'm kind of sitting here. I'm like, Oh, like yeah. I should try cross country because I'm going to get out there and suck and be so terrible that y'all are going to let me know how much I suck and how terrible I am. And yeah. I know that was like really backwards thinking, but like, that's kind of like, I don't know. Like I can't like quote unquote IPO. Like I can't show up and run unless if I have everything figured out. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was flawed. Like, like I was mo- I was motivated by the fear that like y'all were going to see me that like there were like cracks in the armor that like yeah. I, I didn't have it all together you know yeah I think that's like it's a great segue from like character development in high school and college and and running is that like in a community aspect if you're running with a with a like a running club first day you show up it's easy to again get caught up in like trying to compare yourself to the other runners and even now it's like if I were to do that too it's like there's still some degree of that a little bit where I'm like how do I stack up to these other runners? But definitely in high school and college, it was really strong. And I think in college, we try to really dissuade people from thinking themselves inferior from other runners. Cause yeah, you're always going to have, you know, there's always gonna be somebody who's better at running than you. It's always going to be that way. Um, and so whenever you see, you know, you show up to a running club and you see a bunch of other runners, maybe half a cohort is, you know, kicking your butt in a run. It's like, where do you got to set yourself? How, where do you stack relatively? Do you even compare yourself? And our philosophy was always, no, don't compare yourself. Like this is your time to work out. Enjoy your time with other people and other like-minded runners and just enjoy that time. And so I think going through college helped like solidify people's securities. People were less insecure. Initially, of course, freshmen when they were joining in, that was always the biggest struggle is we always had, um, what was it? There was a certain night um, where all the organizations- uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, at Baylor, there's a thing. It's it's late night, I think. Yeah, late night. Yeah, yeah you're all right. the organizations would like kind of like 
have like a symposium like kind of thing yeah. let freshmen see what they're gonna do yeah so yeah. it's basically an outreach night for all organizations at baylor to reach out to the freshmen to get them to come in and so we had to really tweak the way we marketed to freshmen specifically because freshmen they would see these runners and we were all in our gear and everything the first time we did it we were all in our gear and everything <laughs> we looked really intimidating we talked about all these different cool races we were doing you said come to a 40 with me in the parking lot right yeah. now like, we'll <laughs> yeah. see if you're we'll see if you're up to snuff yeah. man <laughs> and that's the thing it just really scared people because it's natural to compare yourself especially like when you're coming into like a new setting in college you're coming in as a freshman and you see all these fantastic runners and all these like, great athletes that are three four years older than you two years older than you and they're just kicking butt on and see it's easy to just see that and be like Okay, there's no way like i'm definitely fear like these guys just did the tir the texas independence yeah, yeah, yeah. explain explain what that is because that's something that y'all did in the run club yeah, yeah. And, it, and it turned off a lot of people so the tir the texas independence relay it's a race going from uh houston to austin and you're running the highways or running not the on the highway of course but like on the uh, access roads and stuff and in back roads and everything it's a Really fun run. It's a really organized event. But it's a relay. You're not you're not running all the oh, miles. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's a it's a relay race. And so you we went with about it was seven of us total in a sprinter van. And we would just it was just a relay race. And so one leg goes, we meet him at the end of the leg, another person swaps out, and it's about twenty four hours of, of running going from Houston to Austin. You know, you have to have at least some like minimum benchmark of what you can run and otherwise, you know, the whole thing will fall apart. But the way people saw it is that when we started marketing the fact that we did this, because we did that like the the year after we did the TIR, okay, we marketed it to some of the incoming freshmen, and they were like, "That's too extreme." You know, they see that and they're like, "I could never do that." <laughs> like, there's no way. I mean, that's pretty wild. Like, like an outsider looking in that's like never done that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you're running from one like major city to another. That's that is freaking crazy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and that's that's the thing. People see it as like a barrier to entry. And so they see it and they're like, there's no way I could ever get to that point. And um, like you were saying, it's like that growth has to happen and you got to be able to be like inviting at the get go and not build up this like huge barrier by saying this is what you could be. You got to at least show that incrementally you can get to this point, but it's a lot of goal setting up into that point. And like I said, not great at goal setting, but the other people in our club were. And so they helped a lot of the other runners um, get to that point where they could feel comfortable running with the TIR or doing ultras and stuff. Um, but definitely, yeah, initially, I like what you're, I like that bridge that you did. Cause it's like the bridge of going from, you know, the mindset that you had in high school all the way up until now, um, where it's intimidating to run people and compare yourself with others because of that insecurity that you come with from high school. And the same thing was like, when we were building our club. We had to really keep in mind that some people just aren't secure with themselves, especially coming into college. It's the most vulnerable that you're going to be most likely in your life is coming into a college setting especially a big campus it's all people you don't know man like yeah <laughs> yeah exactly the deck has been reshuffled thoroughly you know like, yeah <laughs> so you're just like getting blindsided walking into campus and so we had to really like really tailor our mess message so that we can keep people engaged and even want to come in the first place and so because once you get people showing up then it's a matter of how do you keep them going and how do you keep them motivated to keep running and not feel discouraged and that's a whole different Whole different story yeah how, how did y'all manage to do that like what I know, I know you had people like of different different goals i mean and that's the thing like go, going back to goals everybody got different goals yeah. and everybody starts somewhere different so like how did you as, as a club leader how did you manage expectations and make sure that like i don't know you don't want people on either end yeah. or anywhere in between to kind of fall between the cracks yeah you know how'd y'all go about doing that 
Yeah, so a lot of it, we had we had three groups of runners with a running club. We had like the people that were considered like basic, or they were just now starting to get their feet wet with running. Uh, then we had a middle tier, which was just intermediate runners, and then we had like our our top runners, which are people that have been running for a long time and are really trying to hone certain goals and really trying to you know fine tune their running ability. That way, it made it a little bit more palatable for somebody coming in if they see themselves as a beginner runner. They can just join in. If it's not their speed, that's totally okay. They just say, hey, I'd like to go ahead and run with this other group. And it's their choice. Okay. So we let it really be the runner's choice on whether they wanted to be in a certain group. We would have running leaders for each group. And so for the basic ones, we had, we appointed, you know, one of the officers in the running club saying, hey, you know, this week you're going to be running with like the beginner group. You're going to lead them through the workouts and the stretches and everything. And okay. Because naturally, too, with each group, you're doing different mileage. And yeah. So people are finishing at different times and that kind of thing. And so um, the big objective was to have like a leader in charge of each group that would run the people through the workouts and the stretches afterward. And that way people felt like a sense of community. So there's... Okay. And each... What we tried to do the most was um, have each group to be autonomous. The beginner runners, for example, the leader would walk them through the you know, workouts. I'd let them decide where they wanted to go and do everything they wanted to do. We had a list of routes on, I think I told you, I think we start off with Matt My Run. Okay. Gotcha. We, had, we had a list of routes, and so they would choose what route that they think would be best for the runners in their group. They do it. They would be fully autonomous. They knew exactly what kind of stretches that we should be doing for dynamic and static stretches, depending on what kind of workouts we're doing. Walk through dynamic versus static. Give 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 a little context. Oh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> so, yeah, so dynamic, a lot of the stretches for dynamic stretching is, as it says, it's like it's a lot more movement-based. You typically, we typically would do dynamic stretches before the workout, before the runs. We have a lot more movement, a lot more stretching, and lunges, as an example, is a good dynamic stretch. Um, try to think some others. Like leg swings, kind of leg swings. Leg yeah. swings. After the workout, static is, as it says, it's just a lot of it is just stationary stretching in place, like toe touches, um, butterfly stuff like that. Butterflies, yeah. yeah. And so, um, so it was good. Like everybody knew, like the fundamentals of. All the officers knew the fundamentals of what was needed to build out a good workout. And so then it was just a matter of assigning them to like run with them, walk through the workouts, and I trust you to, to do this right. And so that made people like who were joining into it. It was almost like three separate clubs within a club. Okay. But the time that we would actually make it a lot more cohesive, people can actually engage with the other. Because the hard part was, okay, you're running with this one group. When do they ever get to talk and hang out? Long runs, long run days are typically the ways we would do that is we would spend a lot of time in the morning at Cameron Park, which is a local park in Waco. Great trail. It's a nice park, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic park. Yeah, so we would, for the run, we'd all mingle and hang out for about 30 minutes and just like chat. And then um, everybody knew that once the long run started, you're going to divide back up into your three groups. But that 30 minutes of mingling really helped people to engage the other runners. And what was great is that the other runners were, they wanted to see you succeed. And that's part of like running with a good community of runners is that nobody wants to see you fail. And that's, part of the growth that we were talking about is the mindset of comparing yourself to others is it's, it's toxic. You don't know it, but it's toxic at the time. Comparison is a, it's a thief of joy, man. You, yeah. you lose the joy from it. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. And so people, we try to make it as, you know, friendly of an environment as possible. That way people can understand that. Yeah. This guy might run a marathon in sub three, but he's a chill dude. And just talk to him. He wants to see you succeed. He might give you tips, you know, and it's just, it's just fun to hang out with. Don't be intimidated by him because he's, still a cool guy he's gonna to want to hang out with you regardless because you're also a cool person otherwise you wouldn't want to even join this club and begin with if you weren't a cool person you know i said a lot there but yeah i think that was that's a lot of how we got restructured it which was breaking up into groups making making the groups more autonomous and then 
on Saturday long runs, we just kind of brought everybody together and made it like a fun environment for everybody. Tell about kind of how y'all structured like race plans and like kind of that, like oh, yeah. the way that y'all did that. I thought that was, I thought that was cool and very helpful too. Yeah. We, um, so we had Excel workbooks for each group and, um, these workbooks kind of walked through a calendar year of what goals we would be hitting as a club, as a, as a whole. The marathon is one race that we do. It's once a year that's put on by Baylor, by Chamber, I think. Chamber puts it on. It's a, it's a half marathon that goes through Cameron Park for the most part, yeah. Yeah, it's a great, great run. Really, really hilly, but it's, it's the one capstone run that everybody would look forward to because it's just a lot of fun. It's only really Baylor people that do it or Waco people that do it. Um, gives you a little local flavor yeah because <laughs> even waco striders another like local running group waco striders they would come and they would also have uh, a tent set up and everything too it was, it was yeah. a lot of fun yeah but yeah so we would um give out these uh basically running plans to everybody whoever wanted to use it and it was once you pay like the initiation fee you get all the resources that we have which included the running plans but it kind of broke down day by day what your workout plan should look like if you were starting from beginning of the semester we talked to some of the faculty to make sure we were doing a progression that made sense and was healthy for the runners. Uh, yeah. Cause well, we learned from experience because the first time we did it, we did, I think we were doing like a 30% progression a week. It was, oh, something, wow. it was really dangerous. Yeah. It's pretty aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, everybody got shin splints. Everybody started like hurting and sort of like, you know what, let's change this up. We took it over to the aerobic or running teacher and, and said, Hey, like, can you walk us through like how, what's the best way you think that we should build this? So he gave some good resources to look at. We read some books and like we all kind of got on the same page of how we want to build this so we can protect everybody. Because Waco is a lot of, or in this Baylor, around Baylor, which some of the routes around Baylor, is a lot of asphalt and concrete. And so if you're not being smart about how you're progressing, then you can easily get hurt. And what ended up being the the wise like percentage of progression week to week? We did about 7 to 10%. Uh, we found it was pretty good. Um, there's definitely better methods too that we saw. Some people would even just do like kind of stagger to be large mileage and you'd have like a cool off week or large mileage one week, cool off mileage gotcha. another week, higher. So you're kind of going from, you know, like week stair out. stepping almost. Stair stepping, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I always heard 10%. So that was, I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure I was doing it right with all y'all's yeah. research, you know? <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We found like we had a sweet, so the sweet spot for the beginning runs was about 7%. And then for, you know, intermediate to advanced runners, 10% was just fine because they already had the structure and they had the muscular structure and the legs were, were healthy enough to be able to handle it. Okay. Um, but that ended up being the sweet spot for us, yeah. When I started, like, and this is, this is, I would not advise this, like, yeah. this is, this was dumb on my part, but like, I, I kind of wanted to figure out everything on my own because I didn't want to know that I was doing something wrong or I didn't want to be corrected. I wanted to just learn on my own, yeah. which I mean, definitely, like, once I started, talking with other people and being open and like finding the capability to be vulnerable with others. Like I know, like, like your brother, Evan, like this one guy that like, I didn't, I didn't run with anyone. Like I ran on my own for years. And like, I think a lot of that was the anxiety that like people are going to like call me out or like be like better than me, like quote unquote. Like, I mean, I I don't think with running there really is a better, because what was, I remember when we first started the club, the hardest thing was, you know, the same concern I think most other club organizers have, which is we have a runner and they might be slower than the pack. And so they're running by themselves behind the pack. And if they're just by themselves. That is numbers on the mental health, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just 
And so we had people leave like soon after they would pay the dues, they'd come show up for a couple practices and then they would just get so discouraged. And so that was a hard part. But if had we, you know, taken that methodology that we developed, which was having a beginner set of runners or done like certain distances to begin with and just said like, Hey, the cub trail, for example. Yeah. Know, yeah. And the cub trail is like the small little half mile circuit that's in front of it's on campus in front of Baylor science building. But that circuit was great for training on. And even though it was like a little bit gravelly, but it was still like, you can get some good speed work done on that because there's all the straightaways. For sure. And so that was one thing too, that later on, if we ever did speed work, we could have definitely like had everybody just do that together. Like, you know, there's no shame in like, and it's just like being on a track at that point. It's a half mile lap. Everybody kind of gets to work out and do their own grind concurrently, you know? (laughs) Because yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is if somebody joins the club, making them feel like they're a part of a community and not like they're just doing it on their own. You have different animals that can do it on their own. <laughs> Looking at you, I, can't, I could not do it on my own. Yeah, that's, that's, that's intense. I feel like that community aspect, it like promotes, it promotes learning and it promotes growth in you. Cause like, it, it's just the relation with other people. Like I know I've, I've got a, I've got a buddy that like, when I got into like, when I finally got into running, he was, he was another guy, like, like one of, one of the, one of the Clydesdales, yeah. like y'all that were like, like coming through, man. Like I remember I got, I kind of got into running. He found out that I was, and he was like, Oh, you need a running watch. And I was like, ah, like, I, I don't really need that. And he goes, he's like, no, nah, man. He's like, trust me. He's like, there's a lot of people that like do this on their own. And there's a lot of like kind of odd, odd ducks out here. Yeah. And I don't want you to be an odd duck. And I was sitting there, I was like, <laughs> dude, honestly, thanks man. Yeah. And so like, then he would like touch, you touch base with me. And like, it was, it was really nice because it was like, I knew there wasn't any judgment in yeah. that check-in. It was just like, Hey man, are you still running and how's it going? Yeah. And I, th- I think that, that, <laughs> that did numbers for my confidence, like, especially yeah. like from seeing him and like him being in a place where I'm like, wow, you were very successful. Like it, yeah. that's the thing with the running community that like, I think the more I've gotten into it, I've seen like of people just like lifting other people up and cheering yeah. people on that. I'm like, I want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that's like sitting here that it's like, wow, you're, what you're doing so unattainable that like, yeah. I can't relate to you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to learn from everybody. Like, like, like we, we were talking about it uh, before sitting down recording, like you want to have smart people in your circle. And like the way you do that is like increase your circle, you know, like yeah. just, just keep adding people to the circle and you're going to keep learning because everybody has a story to tell and everybody has a different experience. Yeah. I mean, that's been a joyful part of this process for me getting to like meet with other people and kind of hear like, yeah. what you've walked through, what you're like, get to stand in your shoes for a little bit and kind of see what you're going through. Dude, that's, but that's like the perfect mindset to have. Like you're, you're right up there in like a capstone mindset for what, how you should see others around you, which is you're there to support and you're there to like encourage them. And I think, I think people don't realize that a lot of runners are that way. They, a lot of runners do get to that mindset where they just want to see you succeed. And in my experience, almost all of them want that for you like i almost all of them want to like and like there's different structures for running clubs naturally that's just how like the leadership works but the purpose of every running club that i've ever like been a part of or joined or have seen has been how do we get our members to love what they're doing and feel like they're part of a community that's like always the end goal and so no matter what like i feel like if anybody joins a running club they're gonna enjoy it they're gonna, oh, yeah. they're gonna have a good time and they might learn something too and maybe they wanted to set up their own or you know it's yeah, it just ended up being a good time because that's what the org, the club is organized to do is give you a good time. Yeah. See, that that's the thing I've, I've talked with your brother about is like, I, I like 
I'll talk with Evan and I'll say like, dude, I don't twist your arm yeah. because like, I don't do it for me that like, I want someone else there to do the thing with me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I, I'd love someone else to like be there, but I want you to be able to like yeah. kind of see that growth as well. And like be able to like have the same feeling that I enjoy. And like, I, yeah. so, so if you ever feel like I'm, I'm twisting your arm to get yeah. back out there, man, like yeah. I'm doing it from a, like a, a heart hand emoji place. <laughs> like, a, you know, <laughs> and that's what I like too, is because I appreciate your enthusiasm. You're good at, you know, inspiring others to improve on themselves, which again, goes back to leadership qualities. You have some pretty good leadership qualities and I, I never feel pressured by you. Like I never, I'm, I'm, I'm it's never like, yeah, I'm doing this because Josh wants this for me. It's like, no, Josh made me want this for myself. You know, that's that's the inspiration part. And so, yeah, uh, when it, yeah, you never like twist. I don't ever see it as you're twisting anybody's arm. It's like you made them realize you light that fire inside of them. Now they're acting on that fire that's lit inside them. You know what I mean? I'll segment into kind of what I want the final question with you to be, man. And this is something that I think I've asked everybody that I've talked to so far is like, mm-hmm. if you were sitting down with someone who like, I say a beginner, but either a beginner or just someone who's looking to improve and run in, what would your, like, if you had, you could give them one word of advice, yeah. what, what, what would your, your pearl of wisdom be that you would share? Yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of the overarching thing we've talked about um, in this segment has been mindset, having the right mindset before you start anything. I think it's just a general thing, which is running can be intimidating beginners especially for sure coming into it with the right mindset is going to put you way further past other people who might come into it and get discouraged immediately so like we talked about like not being not comparing yourself to others you know being uplifting to your peers all all this is kind of stuff that is just good virtues by nature having those same virtues bring them into starting even with running it's just cool person goals. You know? Just cool person goals. <laughs> yeah. But it works as running goals. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it works really well because it's a community sport. And as much as people think that it's like, and that's, I think people think it's a lone wolf sport. And that's what the appeal is. But in all my experience with running, it's, I've always seen it as I'm doing this because I want to be here with this other person. For example, running the half marathon with Lainey, with, I don't even think I mentioned it, Lainey, my fiance. But the only reason why I did the Dallas half marathon, for example, um, and that was the first time I ever did it was because I had a buddy to do it with and it's going to be my life partner, but it was still like my best friend. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And it was a motivator. Um, even though like, again, like even right now I'm not in running shape, but when you ask, let's go do this, let's go run. I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah I don't, I don't care what my pace is. Like, I just want to go out there and run for sure. And, you know, if somebody came up to me and said like, how do, you know, what's the biggest thing that I should keep in mind whenever I start running, it's 100% mindset. It's always going to be mindset. Physical stuff that can come later once you start building the habit, but to even get started in it is going to be having the right mindset. And then habits come, goals start flowing and opportunities for running start coming in from, you know, everywhere. But the overarching thing is you got to have the right mindset before you can start any of that, because you can be the most talented runner on the planet. But if nobody wants to run with you, nobody wants to be around you, you're a lone wolf and it's not going to be fun. You know, you're just doing it for yourself at that point. So I'd say I'd say mindset. I think just have a good mindset coming into it. No, I like that. I think uh, back, way back to the beginning when I asked you, like, do you have a goal right now? And you're like, ah, oh, no goals right now. Like, I, I yeah. think mindset is a goal that you for sure have right now. Yeah. And you you have in not just in running in life. And I think that's something that you already got that. And I think that's something that, like, 
I see in you, you still have that goal that you want to improve and you want to like continue. I, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I think that's, that's been a goal of mine for a while now. So I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Cause yeah, because when I think of like goals for running, I'm only thinking of, you know, milestones, mileage races, but I think there's more to that. Like you just said, which is develop that mindset. So that way you can set your goals up to be healthy ones. Like, you know, maybe running, a race next year can be a lot more attainable if you have that right mindset coming into it. So I appreciate you coming out here today, man. I know, I know we're about to go, we're about to go hit our 5k. I hope y'all were able to kind of get active and find something, find some way to start that growth, uh, whether or not it's physical or not. Like we were saying, like that motivation and that mindset, if you, if you're not able to do anything physical today, work on the way that you approach your life and work on the way that you're approaching those goals. But Hey, if you were getting physical today, we're about yeah. to go run a 5K too. So, Rowan, tell them, tell them where we're heading. We are going to White Rock. It's uh, by far my favorite place to run and bike. And so, White Rock Lake. It's where do you front. like to start at? Where's your Where's your favorite starting point? Yeah, good question. T and P Hill. Okay. Know, do you know it? Um, hey, I'm about to find out, man. Yeah. So, I, I always park at this place because I usually see the River Beavers. Oh. And I don't even know what the place Weird. is called. Oh. It's like near the bathrooms. And well, okay. there's some bathrooms and like a little spritzer and like the river beavers, but I, I want to see your spot, bro. Oh. Yeah. So I think you might be in the same place as I'm thinking of. Yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. But yeah, definitely uh, White Rock. That's the place to be for me. So there we go. Well, hey, um, I'll be adding our segment and Roman segment to Strava. So if y'all are in the DFW area and you want a good place to run, we're going to have like a good little little 5k and then maybe then some i don't know we'll, we'll see what we're feeling like once we're out there but there'll be at least a 5k trail for you that you can see and it'll be like a good spot to park and a good place to be so hopefully you can get out there get active at white rock and see yeah. rowan's favorite spot yeah once again man i want to i want to thank you for joining on i yeah. really appreciate your time and i appreciate like i think we gave a lot of a lot of good thinking points for people yeah, like for people that are working on improving that mindset or um just kind of setting motivation in yeah. general. I, th I think there's a lot of tangible steps that we discussed today. So yeah, I agree. thank you for joining. And yeah. hey, th thank you all for listening and being part, joining in on our conversation too. And, so and make sure to give him five stars and subscribe to his podcast. That's oh, nice hey, yeah. hey, hey. So you got to do some plug-in in there. Hey, hey you yeah. know, you know, I, I don't, I, <laughs> listen if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, just go run. <laughs> just know? go run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, either way, go run. But if you like it, I'd appreciate you listening, man.